Hey, it's me, Melissa. I'm back and talking about more things related to my autism journey and my neurodiversity and I don't know if this podcast is even good or interesting to anyone and I constantly have like a weird self-doubt after I record an episode and I don't listen to them. I just record them and publish them and I'm like, well, whatever came out came out and I hope it was fine. And I have a lot of moments where I pause and I have a lot of moments where I trip over my words or maybe seem like I don't know what I'm going to say and I'm very tempted to go back and listen to everything and edit it and make it super clean and perfect, but I'm not doing that and I... (laughs) hope that's okay with everyone. I just really want this to be authentic and just me talking. That's all. So anyway, that's me processing my insecurities. You're welcome. Welcome welcome to my brain. Um, So on this episode, I want to talk about synesthesia. And this is a word that I heard a while back, like a couple years ago, because one of my friends mentioned that um, a woman that we know has it. And I was like, what's that? And she's like, well, it's where, um, she like sees music as colors. And I was like, what? Wow. Like that sounds cool. I wish I had that. And I was like blown away that someone has that. And I thought it seemed cool. So anyway, that was my the extent of my knowledge about synesthesia was that. Uh, What I wasn't aware of is that there are many different kinds of synesthesia and it is more likely for neurodiverse people to have synesthesia. So of course, as I'm doing all of my mildly obsessive research about autism and neurodiversity, I've been learning a lot about certain things and I did learn that there was a couple other types of synesthesia um, that are basically just like when your senses, um, collide or maybe get crossed or something like, um, like some people like words have like certain words will have like a taste, which also seems kind of like it could be cool, but also like that could be one that I would not want to have either. (laughs) So, um, depending on what the word and the taste were, um, but Recently, I was listening to um, another podcast on autism called the Square Peg Podcast, which I has been my kind of go-to uh, podcast as far as the topic of autism goes, because this woman who um, who does the podcast just she's a very good interviewer, and the guests that she has on are always very insightful and relatable and it's just a good podcast so if you haven't heard of the square peg podcast um go check that out but she was doing a episode I don't remember if the episode was particularly about synesthesia but her and her guests started talking about synesthesia and how they have what is called both of them have what is called sequence space synesthesia, which is like kind of a hard alliteration to say. Um, I'm glad I got rid of my lisp 
because when I was a child, I could not say my S's and I had to go to speech therapy. So sequence space synesthesia has a lot of S's and I would not have been able to say that very well in my youth. But here I am. Look at me go. I'm saying my S's. Okay, so sequence space synesthesia. When they started describing what it is, I about fell over. I was doing my dishes and I was like, oh my God, I have that. And it's weird because I was just talking to my partner about, we were talking about, uh, I forget what we were even talking about, but we were talking about probably something related to like times or dates or the calendar or something. And I mentioned like when you, when you are thinking about like the year, like the circle of the year. And my partner did not seem to know what I was talking about. And I was like, you know, like the circle, like January's at the top. And then like the first third, like March is on the side and then July is at the bottom. And they were like, what? And I'm like, yeah. And like certain parts of the circle are different colors. Right. And they were like, no, I don't know what you mean. (laughs) I don't see that. And I'm like, oh, so that was my first clue that like, not everyone sees time that way. And I just sort of was like, well, I guess, I don't know. I'm a very visual thinker. I'm an extremely visual thinker. So I just thought like, oh, well, okay. I guess that's just, I like a picture to go with things. It helps me to understand better. So, but then when I was listening to this podcast episode and these women started describing that exact same thing and saying that it was this sequence space synesthesia I was like, oh, what? I have it. I have synesthesia. And I was like, wanting to like high five myself because I was always like, I wish I had synesthesia. It seems cool. And look at me. I do have it. So I do see um, the year as a circle, like I just described. Um, I also see weeks as a circle. And I see the individual months as portions of the larger year circle. So like, it's like when I'm thinking about a month, say I'm thinking about February, I first see the whole year circle in my mind. And then my mind can zoom in on February, which is in a straight line. February will be in a straight line within the circle year, if that makes any sense at all. Um, this also means that I see like numbers and letters, like the alphabet I see in a very specific way in my mind. Um, it's lined up in a particular way. Um, and same with numbers when I'm counting or adding or subtracting, I see them in a very like specific pattern in my head, which is really hard to explain. So I'm not really going to try. Um, but anyway, like this has been a very interesting revelation for me because, um, on top of, you know, thinking it's cool that I have synesthesia cause I was always like in awe of people that had that. So now I'm in the club and I feel good about it, but like this also just solidifies my suspicion that there may be many, many things <laughs> that are different about my brain that I never realized are different about my brain 
because it's the way my brain has literally always been. So how would I know that it's different? Do you know what I mean? So like, since I've been on this journey of discovery with my autism, I've been researching a lot of things that have been like, oh, there's this thing that's related to autism. And I'm like, wait, that's related to autism? Like, not everyone does that or thinks that or sees things that way or, you know, whatever. So that's been a pretty mind-blowing experience to me is discovering all of these things that I just thought were like, quote-unquote, normal. I thought everyone's brain worked this way and there have been so many things. I need to maybe do an episode on this. So many things that have been uncovered that are like, oh, you know, this is a neurodiverse thing or this is an autism thing. And I'm like, huh? Weird. I never, never knew that. Like, I just thought this was how everyone's brain was. So I don't know. But this was kind of just something I wanted to hop on and talk about real quick. I wonder if anyone else listening has synesthesia. Do you have the one where you see music as colors? Because if you do, I'm really jealous because I think that sounds amazing. Do you have the one where you taste words? I also want to know what this is like. Do any words taste really bad? Ugh. I don't know. I do have a weird thing with like, I do have a lot of favorite words. I don't think this is synesthesia, but this is a thing that I think is kind of strange about the way my brain works, but I have a lot of favorite words. I actually keep a list in my phone of words that are my favorite words, which in and of itself I think is kind of odd. I don't know. Does anyone else do this? I'm not sure. Um, but when I hear or say a word that I really like, I want to jot it down because I'm like, oh, I love that word. That word is great. That's an amazing word. I have to say that every so often. I have to go say that word. I like to go look at my list and read and say my words. I don't know. This is, I'm sorry. I'm very weird. (laughs) I probably sound, it's fine. We don't care how I sound. I'm just processing. So, um, also I really like, I see letters as like sharp or soft I prefer sharp letters, and I think a lot of my favorite words have sharp letters. So, like, sharpness can usually has to do with how the letter looks. Like, a K is sharp. Um, and it also sounds sharp. Like, the, the letter K, like, K sounds sharp, and I like that. The letter V is also sharp, but it doesn't have a sharp sound when you say it, but it looks sharp because it's pointed. Z's are also sharp. I also really like Z's. So this is also a strange thing that my brain does with words. I've always had a thing for words. When I was a kid, I used to read the dictionary for fun and pick out words that I really liked and read the definitions and look at the phonetic spelling. And I have always found words and letters and numbers very interesting. Words more than numbers, but I do like numbers too. I really like sequences of numbers and Um, I'm always noticing that kind of stuff. So anyway, this got off on kind of a tangent, but this just shows how my brain works. Does anyone else have any of these things I would love to relate to you? Let me know. Um, am I the only one who sees sharp letters? No idea. If I am, then that just means I'm unique and special, right? (laughs) So anyway, I'm going to let you guys go. 
Thanks for listening. I'll talk to you next time.